The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. We're the Philadelphia fans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world famous 83-2 Infinity Show. It's your boys, Jonesy and Brown, special guest, longtime family friend, my man Javon Alford from the Sporting News, the, the founder and creator of Total Sports Live, man who is everywhere, man who took the time. Jonesy, this man took the time in between appearances on all the other radio stations with all the famous hosts. This man took a break from talking to to, to Jody Mack and, and and Sean Brace and and Rob Ellis and all of them to talk to us. He's going to talk sixes with us for a couple of minutes. Javon, welcome to the show. Look, man, game one in the books. Sixes come out strong. Twenty point win was uh final final score was uh one hundred one to one twenty one. Can't say we should be surprised, right? This is not. This was not a shocker. No, don't. I wouldn't say it was a shocker. And always glad to be on the show. I'm like the the first time, long time listeners type of thing. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, had to be, had to be on after after not not this week's show, but after last week last week's show, which was just like <laughs> epic for like. <laughs> man, we're, we're 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 still working through that. We're we're yeah, hey, man. we're we're in a good I place. Was, I was just having fun. I was having fun too. It reminded it reminded it reminded me of listening to like Broussard and like Rob Parker go at it. It was just like this is just Wait, who was who? Is it usually he gets to push my he's trying to push my buttons? So when I find I, a place I where I can poke at him, I was still it's way more fun. I was still doing that, but uh, nonetheless, but let me see the word participation there. trophy, see what happens. It's all right. <laughs> All I gotta say, say it wasn't a participation trophy, and then he's going, you know. See, look, see, no, no, told you, not falling for that, not falling <laughs> for that, not after a twenty-point victory by the Sixers. Yeah, with a, it, it, I think if you're a Sixers fan, you should, you definitely got to be happy that the way that they played. I mean, you can't, you how the way they played, especially from their shooting from the perimeter, yeah. which we saw was kind of their downfall last year in the playoffs especially in that heat series where they couldn't buy a bucket from three or just ice cold. And then they come out in game one and you see the nets like being hell bent on saying, we're going to double team and beat everywhere that he's at on the floor and like neglect everybody else. And you made them pay. Right. And well, you got PJ Tucker, you know, hitting corner threes and you got Harden hitting step backs. I mean, that's the best, best how case you, scenario for the Sixers. How do you, we, it's, it's one thing. All right. If I'm if I'm Jacques Vaughn and I'm playing the Sixers and PJ Tucker is hitting threes, eh, you know, eh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> How you even James Harden open like you know, you know, it, like did you not see him all those years he was with y'all? Like, like 
I don't. I felt like they underestimated him. There, there are a couple things to that though, like because because I hear what you're saying, but yeah, it wasn't just James Harden. Uh-huh. When it when it's everybody hit hitting threes mm-hmm. from everywhere, yeah. and you're in t- and you're determined to double team Joel and B, it, it's gonna end up being around the perimeter. You make one pass, and you see like MB last night. I mean, it was, not yeah, last night. Yesterday had a lot of what you call hockey assist. He'd yep. make that pass out, and then it's the second pass leading to the shot, mm-hmm. whichever. And that's because you catch the defense in rotations. Because you're double teaming Joel and B, so it's shot. It's a free for all if they're going to play defense on and B like that. It's going to be shots for everybody as long as they're hitting. Now, if guys are missing and they can cheat off of guys, that lets you concentrate on like Harden a little more or Maxi mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. But when Tobias is hitting shots and Tucker's hitting shots and Melton's hitting shots and McDaniel's hitting shots, then what? And, and you're still just determined to double team. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing you can do. Joel Embiid, 26 points, five boards. James Harden, 23 points, 13 assists. Tobias Harris, playoff Toby, was in the building yesterday. 21 points. Even B. Paul got minutes. Paul Reed got some minutes. Long time overdue, but had 11 points, almost 13 minutes of play. Of, of, the, the major contributors. What was the biggest shock? Who are you who were you most surprised by? Um I don't want to say Tobias Harris because I think Tobias even showed last year in the playoffs that he stepped up at various points and especially when he didn't have him be for them a couple of games and he had a couple of 30 point efforts. Don't want to say Tobias. I wanna I wanna say PJ. I want to say PJ Tucker just because it wasn't just his shooting, it was the rebounding, right? The Sixers, you know, when you look at obviously the rebounds in total, it's a little close. But the fact that especially early in the first quarter in that first half, like they were just getting offensive rebounds. And it's not like the Nets don't got like Nick Claxton down there, but they just wanted the boards more and just his ability to just get offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. to, you know, like we talked, like you talked about kicking mm-hmm. it out for the hockey assist and leading the shots. I think those mm-hmm. is huge. I think what his stat line was, what, six points, seven rebounds, two assists, five steals. I mean, mm-hmm. if PJ Tucker can do that throughout the playoffs, for, yes, exactly. You're fine. Playoff P, if we can get playoff PJ a couple more games, and I guess it'll be interesting to see how. How much of this momentum they can carry into game two? Um, but I, what I saw was very encouraging. I, I, w- I was encouraged. Am I right to be encur- at least encouraged? I'm not, I'm not saying, all right, cha- you know, I'm not calling for a championship. I'm not saying, hey, we got it. I'm not even calling for a sweep. But what I'm saying is as far as game ones go, as far as you can talk about a game one when you have to get three more wins and there are at least six and there could be as many as six more games, that is as encouraging as it can be. Is am I am I right to be that encouraged? As far as this series goes, as far as this series goes, you should be very encouraged. The, when, as far as it comes to the Sixers versus the Brooklyn Nets, you should look at game one, see the difference in talent, see the matchup problems, and feel comfortable saying, 
if this series goes six, you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. You should be comfortable making that statement. Okay. Now, I, I called for sixes and six. Mm-hmm. But after game one, I, I think I, I agree with you. Like, maybe this, this this might not go six. You know, they might be able to finish this out in five. I was I wanted, I wanted to circle back to uh what you said about Tobias Harris because I always thought he was a, he was an interesting case because you know he's he's had his moments his up and down moments in the playoffs for the Sixers in the past but I always I wanted to see and I wanted to get to this point because I wanted to see how he came out in this playoffs because I always thought it was interesting when the uh when the season ended last season. They lost to Miami. Jimmy Butler's walking off the court. And what is he yelling? Y'all took Tobias Harris over me? That man called him out by name. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where, for me, I'm watching. Like, there's nothing Tobias Harris could have done in a regular season that could answer that. You got to get back to this point. And, and you have to, you have to have, he has to have some moments. I thought this was this was a good start. This was a good first game. Let's see where this goes, Tobias. Let, 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 let's go. I'm not saying this man will ever be vindicated from all the criticism that he's gotten in this city. Because Lord knows he deserves it. But <laughs> but this was a I want I wanted to see how he reacted. I wanted to see how he came up. 21 points, four boards, four assists. All right, I'll take that good start. I give him cre- I, I give him credit for like you said for all the criticism that he does take. Like yeah. he's one of the few Philadelphia athletes that just like takes it and just like, all right, yeah. I get it. Like you don't get like the I'm just gonna just take a couple games off and it is what it is. Like yeah. he just has this weird innate ability to just like accept it and just like, all right, I'm gonna go out. Never yeah, never it's lashed cool. out at the fans, never yeah, lashed out at people. You know, he's just right. like he never, yeah, he, he, never no, he never said oh, I hate okay, he, yeah. he never said I hate playing at the Wells Fargo Center. Like <laughs> never Alec bombed it, you know. You JB, know. I have a question for you though, because what's up? Here's the thing. We talk, we're talking about Tobias, so we'll stick with Tobias for a second. Yeah. I'm as critical as it gets of Tobias and yeah. his contract, and I'm looking forward to the to when they're able to move on from that contract. Cause I, it's not that I think he's a bad basketball player. I think he's bad value for the, what he's getting paid. Mm -hmm. But that being said, in all fairness to Tobias, I can't absolutely say that I'm surprised. So my question is, are you surprised by his performance considering his most recent playoff performance? He was honestly the Sixers' most consistent pro- pl- produ- producer last year. He, um, he and was. played solid defense last year and gave you consistent offense in the playoffs. He get, Well, Tobias Harris, and, and, and let me know if you think this is a fair statement. Tobias Harris will give you consistent minutes until he doesn't. <laughs> like, when you watch Tobias, like, you, we, we could sit back and we could watch – Tobias Harris games from last season, and we could point at my yo. That was like, hey, he had he had some good games. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking game specifically game. about what he did in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, definitely. No, I'm, I'm ignoring I'm, the regular season. Well, we I, all I, know about Tobias regular season. Yeah. Up the I, I am, I am completely with you. I, I am, I, I am on, uh, I am on par with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris in the playoffs, 
I wouldn't say he's necessarily had great games, but I don't think he's ever been asked to have a great game. You know yeah, I, mean? I didn't use the word great. I'm just yeah, saying he, yeah. last year he was <laughs> the most consistent <laughs> yeah, yes, sixer yeah. in the playoffs. Yes. You, even thought, when he got I, swept I, in the bubble, he was the most consistent yeah, player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harris, will, Harris Harris will give you consistent minutes until he doesn't. Yeah. And there are a lot of times in games when it's like when you needed in playoff games, mm-hmm. you needed him to be a little more consistent. You need a little more of the consistency that you saw earlier in those playoffs. And his last two times, you know, last two times down the uh, down the road, you know, we we saw, uh, you know, we're, we're talking. Very, I thought he was two years ago. I thought he was very consistent against Washington in the first round. Mm-hmm. Go to the second round, play the Celtics, uh, not so much. First round last year. Very consistent against Toronto. Move on to Miami. Very consistent. Very consistent in the absence of uh, of Joel Embiid. But once you got Joel Embiid, you knew he. It wasn't like you could just say, "All right, big guy's back." Let me just, you know, he's got it now. You still needed that, and you didn't necessarily get that down the line. And then to have, then to lose on your home court and have the star player from the other team call you out by name. I think I think Jimmy Butler needs to call out the front office because I think they chose yeah, yeah, Al Hor- mean, they, they, they chose Al Horford over him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main bag stiller in this. Yeah. In this I mean, equation. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that Jimmy Butler was right, but I'm just saying the fact of the matter is he called out yeah. one name. Yeah, he said Poor one Tobias. name. You took <laughs> Tobias, Tobias Harris over me. That's what he said. Said it a couple of times. Knew there were cameras around. Knew people were gonna hurt. He didn't. We didn't whisper it. He said to some guy on the side, "No man, he took Tobias Harris over me." No, he said it. He said it. Said it. So yes, you know, one game. All right, let's see. It. Let's keep it going, Tobias. I need playoff Toby this year. That's what I want to see. That's what I need. So, what are your expectations for Maxi for the rest of the series? 13 points yesterday, shot three of eight. Three for five from the three, but three of eight overall. So, he was 0 for three inside inside the, the three-point line. What? Would, would you qualify that as stinking up the joint? Would you say that? I mean, I'm asking. Would you, If I were to say, hey, man, Tobias, I would not Tobias, give me. Maxie stunk up the joint. Would you agree? No. Okay. Three I of mean, eight. You, sh- you shot 37.5% from the field. Like, mm-hmm. it's an off game. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, he had no turnovers, which is a, which is important. And let's see. What, what was his assist numbers? He had three assists. So three to none assist to turnovers. He just didn't had an off shooting night. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's not stinking up the joint. I, I no, I, I say that to say that I agree with you, and for that 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 for me that earns patience. That says, hey, let's see how he can how he bounces back at in uh in game two. That's more, hey, let let's see what mm-hmm. happens. An off night, you're like, okay, you know, everyone can have an off night, and then at that point, you're just happy that the rest of the team were able to give you quality minutes to pick him up. Mm-hmm. An off night when you know you you'll take an off night when you win by twenty. Yeah, three of eight is like yeah. it's not like a not he's out there broke. You're just yeah. it's, you're actually one shot, one more make has you at fifty percent. 
but because it's a small number of shots, mm-hmm. you go straight go. from 50 to 37 and a half. There's no <laughs> 40 anything percent in between. So yeah. it's like it, it's a slightly it's a slow night at the office, really. Yeah. Yeah. That sound that really sounds better to me than off night. Even yeah. it's, a, it's okay. a slow night at slow the office. Night. It, it, but but either, either or, I feel like Maxi didn't do anything to to warrant concern. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if he was out there stinking up two of eight, one of eight, and then I'm wondering, okay, what's going on with Maxi? You know, one of eight, four turnovers. Because mm-hmm. the you reason know, I the reason I bring Maxi up is at this point, like. And shout out to Adil Royster. He he did mention it. Like we're not going to see every game where everybody shoots like this lights yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you know. And there's going to be the maxi game. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep. And, like, and that's where I'm. Where I bring it up because there's room in this series. Why I say it'd mm-hmm. be surprising to me if it goes six, because there's room for okay, where we're not shooting everything the same way but maxi went crazy tonight you know so there's room for some things to still improve even though we won by 20 and that that's what a coach wants to wants to look at it's like yeah we won but it's better when we when we won and still have things to work on Mm -hmm. don't you want you want to play your very best game game one of the uh, of the playoffs (laughs) Right, and then everything just like goes down from like down down from from there. But I think for the six, I think for the Sixers though, I think that's the luxury, right? When Embiid and Harden is on, you can kind of rotate that third score, right? Some like you Mm -hmm. said, it was Tobias game one, and we don't know, right? Game two, it could be Maxi, and then Tobias is kind of filling in that third and fourth. But it's all Mm -hmm. contingent on what Embiid and Harden, you know, can do. And plus, uh, you you still have to play at least two games in Brooklyn. Yeah. And you know, if if you're going back and forth, and now now that Maxi has a couple of a couple of playoff runs under his uh, he he's starting to get into that playoff uh that playoff veteran mode now. He's seen it, he knows what has to happen. Now I I feel better about going into games three and four because when you have a game when you have games when you get a lot of production from your bench and your role players at home, you you know that that's that's what they're supposed to do. Your role players are are you expect them to show up at home. At the very least, you have, you know, your your bench players and your role players, they ball out at home. When you go mm-hmm. on the road, that's what separates, you know, that's where, you know, you separate the the weak from the strong. So, you know, if if Maxi Maxi can go up to Brooklyn and give you a 30-point game. Mm-hmm. I'm go, you know, that that He's already, you know, he's he's pretty pretty popular in this city as as we speak. You go to Brooklyn and drop a thirty point game in Barclay, you know, Maxie's good for you know for at least another year or so. I do. I think Maxie's capable of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Right. I agree. I agree. Like there are things I wouldn't ask Maxie to do. Like I'd be worried if Harden was hobbled and Maxie had to run the offense. Yeah. But if we're talking about Maxie getting hot and putting up points. That's what he's built to do. Mm-hmm. So, th- as far as this series is concerned, I just don't think I think Bur- Brooklyn's style of play uh-huh. will make can make a game or two interesting. They have some shooting if they get hot, yeah. but top to bottom, I just don't think, from my opinion, 
this goes more than five games. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, but I, when we talked about this before, mm-hmm. you know, I, I told you how I felt like this series was going to go. Now, I did say I, th- I thought the Sixers would win at six. Mm-hmm. But I thought that we were going to get a bunch of primetime games, nationally televised games, in which we are painfully reminded that this team drafted a player and <laughs> gave him up for a box of tissues and um, um, some batteries, some 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 D batteries. Well, well, I've avoided that topic so far today. Well, we're 20 minutes into the show now. It's time to bring so, it up, man. So let's go ahead and say it. Yesterday, uh, especially yeah. the first half, was a nice reminder the yes. Sixers could stand to draft a guy like Mikhail Bridges. Yes. At yes. some point, we could draft well, a guy like Mikhail Bridges, and I'd be happy. It, it would have been nice to have a guy like Mikhail Bridges mm-hmm. on this team. You know, that, that would have been wonderful. Meanwhile, we're watching that man uh, drop 20. Now, I believe he had, what, 25 in the first half, though. Mm-hmm. He only so got two me... shot attempts in the second half. They mm-hmm. went away yeah. from him in the second half. So who do you put that on? Is that a combination of the Sixers uh, making a defensive adjustment, or is that Jacques Vaughn like losing his mind? Both. <laughs> yeah. Both. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the of course the Sixers are going to make defensive adjustments coming out the half when you have a guy rolling the way Bridges was rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jacques Vaughn's supposed to expect that and have some things ready to get a guy shots when he's rolling yep. like that. Like, like the one thing I wouldn't say it's a flaw, but the Bridges' style of game, he doesn't do a lot of ISO where he's creating his own shot. So you mm-hmm. have to have some actions in your offense for him to create those shots. And I think Brook, Brooklyn dropped the ball in in doing that in the second half. Uh, I saw a couple of posts, a couple of people talking online saying they thought that Jacques Vaughn was out coached. Do you mm-hmm. think that's you think that's, that's pretty what much happened? what I just said? Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> well, well, what do you think of him as? I mean, overall, what do you think of him as a coach? I mean, I know he's comes. He comes in. You know, they 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 fire Steve Nash. You know, you say what you want about that hire, but you bring in you bring in a guy like Vaughn, and I, I I'm, and. They immediately blow up the team. They're still able to make the playoffs, but they blew up the team. I mean, who like what should we make of him as as a coach, if anything? I think it's kind of an incomplete grade because, like, mm-hmm. I think people got to remember he was. I think he was the head coach back when they went into the bubble, and then they moved off from him to go to Steve Nash, and then to come back from. Him. So it's kind of like they're giving him like the. The workaround, just like, hey, we don't uh, really, we appreciate you in the bubble, but then we're gonna go guy, get the guy that can like lead superstars, but he can't, and then you blow it up. But they only have what at that time, you only have what 15, 20 something ish regular season games to kind of put together a uh, rotation, and then you know Seth Curry's dealing with injuries, and you have the, you know, Ben Simmons somewhere out in the atmosphere on your roster that you can't really do nothing with, and you tried to do something with him. And you don't know how to do that. Then you have young players that you don't kind of have a role for, right? You don't have the kind of things for Dayron Sharp, but you like kind of have to use them now, like we saw in game one, because you don't have no like front court depth behind Nick Claxton 
or you don't play a guy like Cam Thomas. And when you do, <laughs> you kind of feel like slobber marks at him, just like he had 46, like when he played the Sixers in the regular last university, he had 46 of what we doing for everybody else. Well, I mean, sir, he's not he's not a he's not a he's not a point guard, he's a combo guard, he's a shooting guard. He's yeah. a guy that's gonna get you buckets what you need. So I think he's still trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. And they just so happily was able to get that six seed because of the talent they accumulated so far in the season where they didn't have a lot to drop to get into that plan. So I think it's mm-hmm. an incomplete, you know, score on them so far. And I would also say that just the way, same way players develop, coaches learn mm-hmm. and develop too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So getting out coached as a young coach as, against the guy who say what we want about Doc, he's got as much playoff experience as anybody, anybody in the yep. league right now. Yeah. So, playing and co- playing and coaching. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to get out coached in that situation, it's not like a t- like it's a real knock against Jacques Vaughn as a coach or it's indicative of his future success as a coach. All right, well, let's look ahead to game. Let's look ahead to game two. Game two is tomorrow night, Monday night. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Shout out to Adil. We're going to get him on. We got to get him on the show this week. In fact, since he's watching, I'll I'll just put it out there. Adil, why don't you come on the show on Tuesday and talk to to a little (laughs) basketball with us? But he says, I see Jacques Vaughn the same way I saw Kenny Atkinson a few years ago. He was doing the best he can with that with what that organization has been able to give him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair that's enough. Fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, looking ahead, shot once again. Let me let me throw another good deal uh, quote out here. He said, "I would have preferred this kind of game one performance in Boston to steal a game at the Garden." Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it could happen. At, yeah, it could happen. I would love, oh, man. Please, they steal that game <laughs> one in Boston. I'm gonna lose my mind. That will be the overreaction show. That will be the, the ultimate overreaction show. Y'all, y'all be talking me off the roof. I'm like, look, championship is coming. Let's have it. But let's. But I'm I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm 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 being mature here. I'm going to be calm. Let's look ahead to game two. Who do you? Let's see. Do you expect the same type of performance if you're? If you are the Nets, are you saying, hey, they can't possibly shoot as well as they did in game one in game two? Let's go with the same game plan. Let's double and beat and force <laughs> the rest of these guys to, to try and beat us. Are they doing that? Or or you expect at least something different? I expect not do it. I expect something different for not just because it was the Sixers making shots, but it's NBA guys getting warm-up jump shots. Like, these guys were wide open for some of these shots. Yeah. And if you give guys, like, shoot-around type shots, they're going to hit a, at least a fair percentage most of the time. That's mm. just how the, it's just how it works. So I expect to see some sort of adjustment. Javon, what about you? I, I I agree with Mike. I do think there's going to be some sort of adjustment because you just can't do that, right? Like you got to leave the young Nick Claxton on the island and just let him let him go through the growing pains. Every mm-hmm. every center that's going against him, be young and old, have to go through it, right? And he has to go yeah, through mm-hmm. it because it's not like you don't have solid defenders on that wing, right? Mikel Bridges can hold his own. You know, Cam Johnson can hold his own. So why not let them 
do what they do. And you do have Royce, Royce O'Neal off the bench, too, that can do something a little bit defensively. So I think things will change. I think the Sixers probably won't shoot the way they've been shooting in game one. But I do think mm-hmm. that they still be able to knock down some shots just because Sixers, I think, had the best three-point percentage to end the regular season. And Nets have, like, the 20th ranked three-point defense. So I do think that that will still <laughs> – you know, loom large. And again, it, and if I, I still think the Sixers are going to crash the boards. If PJ Tucker yeah. continues to get those, you know, rebounds that somehow just fall on the floor, he's like there to get them. Then those second chance points lead to a ton of opportunities and rebounding this position and just how bad you want it. Agreed. Agreed. So, so far, uh, before I got, before we uh, wrap this up, uh, good day, uh, good day one of playoffs. Uh, anything, anything outside of the Sixers nets that surprised you? Surprised me? I wouldn't say surprised. I think the Kings Warriors series is going to be must-watch basketball. That's going to be an yeah, exciting yeah. series. It's. I think it's a good matchup. And believe it or not, I think a lot of it's going to come down on whether or not Wiggins can round into form by the end yeah. of the series. Yep, definitely, definitely. Well, let's see. I- I think yeah, Kings Warriors going to be a good good series. I wasn't expecting the Hawks to get completely obliterated like they did. Like that was crazy. Deal race to talk about light the beam. What what is that whole lighting the beam thing? Uh, <laughs> what, what what is what is that? That's the Kings. Uh, that, that's the that's the thing. All right, you know I'm not going. Look, I, I, it's not for me. I'm sure people out there in Sacramento like. I mean, well, why are they ringing bells in Philadelphia? You know, if Philadelphia allowed Ben Simmons to raise a cat, we can't say anything yeah. about Sacramento yeah. lighting yeah. the beam. <laughs> too touche. Touche. Very good point there, Mr. Jones. You know, I don't criticize fandom at this point. I I hear you. Here you got, uh, let's see, got the Lakers getting ready to play uh, a little bit later. A couple more game ones on the docket for today. It's good. It was was a good, uh, good first round. I mean, good night of action. You know, we got what? Lakers in Memphis. Who are you pulling for? I mean, Memphis is about as hateable of of a team as, as as you can get. I don't like <laughs> Dylan Brooks. He's a clown. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, coming coming from Lansdale. Uh, look, I'm from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. I know a whole bunch of John Morants. <laughs> I know. I know a whole bunch of John Morants. They look. They're all out here. But you know, you got that. Let's see. Got uh, got Heat in uh, Milwaukee later on. Got Clippers, Phoenix. Got uh, Minnesota and Denver later on, and I'm not gonna be able to look. That's ten. No, no, that's not for me. Tell me, I I watched the highlights on that one. (laughs) Dio's calling for uh, Memphis and five. I gotta get. We're gonna get a Dio on the show. (laughs) Definitely gonna get him on the show. A Dio. Just know that that uh, that text from me is coming, brother. But looking forward to it. Enjoy talking some sixes with you, Javon. Where can they find all your work? Let us know real quick. Yeah, so pretty much uh, sport news for, like, betting and, like, fantasy doesn't matter. Sports is right there. Uh, TotalSportsLive.com as well. And the uh, podcast, Total Sports Live podcast, got a couple of podcasts up there over the last couple of weeks. Did the Eagles mock draft, cent- Eagles-centric mock draft, and kind of Phillies. I think we talked Phillies. So, yeah, a lot of stuff up on the podcast, too. This man is, work- this man is working, bro. Jones, you see how much this man is working? Meanwhile, we didn't done- – 
we this is like our third podcast in like three weeks, and I'm tired. I'm ready to take another two month break. <laughs> you can't. Like, this is the best. This is the best part of got, the year. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Once again, this has been the 83 to Infinity Podcast. We talk sixes. We'll come back to you on the off days. Recap the games. We'll look ahead. You let us know your thoughts. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports, or hit me and Jonesy up at Jonesy and Brown. You can download this podcast and all our work at bitwsports.com. That is Mike Jones. That is Javon Alford. Brothers, I thank you guys. We'll talk later on in the week. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Feel this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com/slash bitw sports, or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and search "Best in the World Sports."